When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome to the Barca Blagranas podcast. My name is Josh. World Cup, match day three recap, and a little preview heading into the matches tomorrow. Ooh, starting off, so 5 a.m. on the East Coast, 2 a.m. on the West Coast, uh, 11 a.m. Central European time, Lionel Messi and, uh, I don't know why I said Lionel, Lionel Messi and Argentina take on Saudi Arabia and kind of what was thought to be the uh, the easiest of matches to pick Saudi Arabia's FIFA ranking I want to say is 51 uh, I wrote it off yesterday it was one of the more heavily favored matches in the group stage in terms of Argentina and uh, disaster struck uh, Argentina had I want to say three offside goals in the first half or VAR ruled out goals in the first half uh, apart from the messy penalty in the 10th minutes. Uh, they dominated possession. I think they had about 70% possession. Six shots on target, 15 total shots. Uh, but the most interesting thing of this match to me is the <laughs> Saudi Arabia didn't just sit back. At least I'm, you know, speaking of the kind of the later parts of the first half and into the second half, obviously. Uh, they had six yellow cards. Whenever they had the ball, they were pressing, they were attacking, they were aggressive. They committed 21 fouls. <laughs> and in the second half, they scored two goals within about five or six minutes of each other. And then they had to defend against Argentina for the last, you know, 40, 40 odd minutes of the match. And they did it no problem. Like there were a couple scary moments, but. Argentina's lack of quality in the final third was uh, pretty brutal in this match. And, you know, it's not, I'm not going to sit here and be overly dramatic, right? Argentina have two matches to kind of avert or spell disaster. Uh, they have to theoretically, you know, if they beat Mexico and Poland, who good grief, we'll get to that match in a little bit. Uh, that won't matter. The Saudi Arabia match will not matter if they beat Mexico and Poland. Six points, they'll be fine. Uh, there have been, you know, many pointed, you know, many points online about uh, Argentina's loss to Cameroon in 1990, uh, Spain losing their opening match when they won the World Cup earlier this century. Uh, teams can come back from this. The thing that is different about this is. Argentina's uh, prowess at the World Cup under Messi, like we've seen that look, like the the Messi look. I'm looking at a picture of him right now at the full-time whistle. And it's just that sad face. And it's just like, here we go again. Um, I'm not ready to go there. I found it weird. And again, I, I haven't paid attention to 
the you know the what was it 34 matches unbeaten for Argentina like the the consistent lineups they've had I found it crazy given uh Lisandro Martinez's form for Manchester United that he was on the bench and freaking watching Nicolas Altamendi play yet again for this team uh I'm not saying that you know makes a difference in the match I'm just saying just you know something something noteworthy uh this weird you know first week and a half of play where these teams have not really had time together like you saw the you, you saw the effects of that in this match incredible effort from Saudi Arabia Saudi Arabia was truly magnificent and now that group is just so fascinating l- l- let's skip the Denmark match for a moment and uh, speak about the Mexico Poland match that saw uh, Robert Lewandowski's saved penalty. Uh, freaking Ochoa just continues to be <laughs> incredible at World Cups. 37, I think. Yeah, 37 years old. Born in Guadalajara, Mexico. Just a fiend. A fiend. It's just incredible stuff from him. Uh, <clears throat> honestly, same thing on the other side from, uh, from Wally Chesney former Arsenal keeper, current, I think he plays for Juventus right now. But some really good efforts from the goalkeepers in this match. Each team, I think, only mustered like four for Mexico and two shots on target for Poland. Uh, Mexico had more possession. They looked a little more threatening. A lot of fouls in this match. But just missed opportunities. Uh, You look at this group with Mexico, Poland, Saudi Arabia, and Argentina, and... If you had told Mexico and Poland that, hey, Argentina is going to lose their for opening match and <laughs> for them to come out 0-0, a couple of tough 0-0s this morning, especially Denmark-Tunisia. At least Mexico-Poland was a little more high-octane. Denmark-Tunisia was a... Um, uh, but just a tough beat for Mexico and Poland. Now, I want to say their next match for for this group, and then we'll move on. Uh, let's see. Next match for this group is Argentina plays Mexico on Saturday and Poland plays Saudi Arabia earlier that morning. Very similar to the situation to kind of the England US. Honestly, two CONCACAF teams, <laughs> United States having to play England and Mexico having to play Argentina. Uh tough beat. Um I'm I'm still confident, you know, you'd have to be a fool not to at least still feel like Argentina has a really good chance of coming out, if not even coming out on top of their group, but tough loss all around. You just never want to lose opening, opening match like that to a team that you are significantly more talented than. All right, moving on to uh, Denmark, Tunisia. I'm going to be honest with you. I have about a zero, zero, like point, point five thoughts on this match, uh, couple of really interesting moments from Christian Eriksen. <laughs> That's about all about all I have. I was kind of half paying attention to this match. 0-0 draw. Uh Denmark wanted a late penalty. Did not get it and there we go again. So looking at group D France right now I'm I'm honestly recording this before the end of the French match because they're up 3-1 in the second half right now. So barring disaster, France on three points, Denmark and Tunisia each on a goal. Looking at those two teams, uh, 
Tunisia has Australia next on Saturday and France has Denmark. So if anything, you would maybe like Tunisia to be ahead of Denmark, ahead of the final match day, given France's form. They look really, really good right now against Australia. So again, sorry, no thoughts on Denmark-Tunisia. If you want a detailed breakdown of that, uh, you're going to have to find that elsewhere. The France-Australia match was very interesting. So Australia come out and immediately just punch France in the mouth, opening goal nine minutes in. And uh, that's about it. That's all they did. <laughs> uh, just the stats right now, we're only 70 minutes into this match. And uh, France have 20 shots, four of them on target. <laughs> uh they uh the poise and just an incredible clearance off the line for Australia to avoid a fourth goal uh the poise that France have attacking even without Benzema Conte Pogba having uh freaking Dembele and Mbappe on the sides and granted like Australia is not a good team um not to throw shade or anything but in comparison they're not that good of a team but any team's fullbacks are going to have problems against Mbappe and Dembele. They are two of the fastest players in the world. They're unbelievable on the ball. And Giroud just put in a fourth after Mbappe torched uh, torched the fullback. I mean, this is just ridiculous. So France are great. Uh, good for France. Poor Giroud got a knock on the head with that goal. Um, they're so much fun to watch. Like, I don't... <laughs> There's just been a lot of head, in head injuries, too. I don't know if anyone else has noticed that or if it's just I'm watching more football than I've watched in my entire life. But the amount of head injuries at this World Cup are crazy. Um, France look really, really good. And the thing that honestly has been surprising me, and, you know, obviously, <laughs> uh, the French national team know more about football than I do. If you had told me, like, hey, we're going to play Griezmann up the middle, I would have thought that was a bad idea. And maybe maybe that is being highlighted by the fact they're playing against Australia, where, where we are going to see if Griezmann up the middle for France is a great idea or not, is against Denmark with their midfield. But Griezmann has looked really good as, like, a forward central attacking midfielder. And you're able to do that against a team like Australia. You're able to leave yourself a little bit more exposed at the back, especially as France heals in the center-back position with Jules Koundé and uh, Varane both not playing. But the French attack looks great. Very, very excited to see them against Denmark. That is going to be a fascinating match. Really good stuff. Uh, that's it for today's matches. So let's look ahead to tomorrow. 5 a.m. on the East Coast, we have Morocco in Croatia. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not waking up at 5 a.m. for this. Probably wake up at see what I did this morning and I figured out kind of a for those of you that live in the US or even outside the US if your streaming services do this. Excuse me, is like the Fox Sports Go app will let you watch from live. So I woke up at 6 a.m. started the Argentina match from scratch. And then I had 2 hours till 8 a.m. when the next match started. So you fit it in, you cut out the break between the first and the second match. There you go, a little World Cup hack. Uh, tomorrow, Morocco, Croatia, kicking off Group F. I'm very excited to watch Morocco. I uh, I don't know if I've ever watched them like that I can think of. Obviously, uh, Hakimi is someone that I'm really the only Moroccan player that I can that I'm familiar with off the top of my head. Uh, following him at Inter, and now, of course, at PSG. And then Croatia are always fun to watch. 
one of the funnest midfields in the world. Going to be a great match there. 8 a.m., oh, we get Germany against Japan. Then after that, Spain, Costa Rica. Again, Barcelona heavy. <laughs> like we're, we're very much looking forward to Spain and seeing Pedri and Gavi and Alejandro Balde. And the Ferran Torres. Um, Going to be interesting to watch. I'm excited. They should take care of Costa Rica. And then the match of the day, Belgium and Canada. The other match in Group F. Canada and Croatia are probably going to be the teams, and Morocco, really all going to be battling for second seed. Belgium is, should be good enough to you know, still speed by in that group, although the concerns with Lukaku's injury definitely missing the first two matches, and then, of course, Eden Hazard not being himself in the last four years are big problems for Belgium. But as good as Kevin De Bruyne is and as good as Thibaut Courtois is, they should be fine in this group. So great day of football again tomorrow. Great day of football today, even though we had two 0-0 draws. At least one of them was good. Mexico-Poland was a great match. And then just watching France run rampant and then the incredible incredible upset this morning was great stuff. So thank you for listening to the Barca Blagranas podcast. I'm going to go ahead and publish this. France are up 4-1 in the 75th minute. If if I look like a fool, then I deserve it because that's just what I get. But uh, another great day of World Cup football. It's been a joy to watch. And I will catch you all hopefully tomorrow. Have a good one.